When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Misunderstood. I'm your host, Rachel Yucatel. So have you ever wondered if manifestation really works, how you can use energy to heal trauma, how listening to your intuition can help you find your life's purpose? Today, I got to speak to Audrey Hope, a psychic therapist and addiction specialist at Seasons Rehab in Malibu, who has been breaking the traditional boundaries of therapy for over 20 years. Audrey combines spirituality, energy healing, and psychic abilities to help her patients and clients become their best selves. We discuss finding our life's purpose and how healing past trauma and getting to the root of the root can help propel you forward. We also venture into complexities of love addiction, the nuances of relationships, and the universal quest for a soulmate. How hard is it to find love over 40? Audrey gives us hope, pun intended, and she opens up about her own love story. This episode is perfect to get you started on your new path as the new year approaches. Sit back and listen to my interview with Audrey Hope. Audrey Hope, thank you so much for joining me on Misunderstood. It's wonderful to be here, Rachel. I'm really <laughs> excited. Oh, good. Um, so I love that you hold them. You have a master of divinity and metaphysics, right? Yes. What is that? Well, that is, um, it's really soul work. It's really about um, what I do is a new perspective looking higher. Some people can call it psychic. We all love psychic stuff, but you know, I'm doing this for like 25 years working with celebrities and people from all walks of life. And um, it's just a really high perspective of things that people really want to know. Like, why is this happening? Why did I get into this mess? The karma, the past lives. It's so exciting to look at life from that higher perspective. Absolutely. I agree. So is it something you had to do training in yes, or I something that... a, Yes. A lot of people, I had master, master teachers, mm -hmm. teachers that nobody would really know about. Like I worked with Gandhi's teacher, which, mm -hmm. you know, she taught me everything about like how to evolve the body, which I use with the addicts at seasons where I work and in my mm -hmm. practice. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, what's been exciting things that a missing, I call it like a missing piece of the pie that um, I've been able, that's my gift 
to be able to give that little piece. Right. So I've always wondered, you know, these people that get into psychic work, um, if this is something they're born with and it's just like powers they have, or if anyone can just learn this kind of technique. I love this question. Um, it's, it has to do with my passion, my real mission in life to really help people suffering. Mm -hmm. And so I had to be a one-stop shop, you know, like if somebody yeah. came in and they lost their parents or they lost a loved one, um, you know, they need to talk to them. Mm -hmm. So all of this really developed through my passion and my desire to do the real thing and to be the real thing and to make it authentic. So um, it just evolved through practice and time and having the opportunity, like the gifts of the universe, God gave me the opportunity to work with some amazing people. And it's mm -hmm. perfected through the years. Now I'm like really quick. Like I was right. already picking up stuff on you. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. Well, we'll get into that in a second <laughs> if it's okay you know. to ask questions. But but I'm I'm also curious because so many people have, you know, there's such a stigma that goes along with psychic work, right? The people believe that doesn't exist, whether or not that's because they are closed off to understanding the afterlife or different spiritual signs or, you know, there are different reasons that people don't believe in it because they don't want to, it's scary, or they just think it's a bunch of bullshit, right? So it's, it's bullshit until they're suffering. When right. someone suffers, like I had a client who came and she lost her son to COVID mm -hmm. and I work with doctors and people who are, you know, really psychological and in the mind. Yeah. She came in, she was devastated. Um, her son was kind of stuck in between. He was a drug user and we kind of helped him pass. Mm -hmm. And she believed it by going through it. And then when the next day she felt better, there's proof in the pudding right there. Like what, you might not believe it, but the person's feeling better, right? So right. there's always evidence in, in the real stuff. And, you know, we get stuck in words, right? Psychic, yeah. but- I just think it's just a higher way of looking at everything. So, you know, that word has stigma, but I'm not, that doesn't bother me. I just want the person to really have um, a transformational experience. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, there's my New York, you know, it's like, okay, you yeah. didn't believe it, but it, you know, and I love that I'm a New Yorker because yeah. I really want to keep it real. And I don't want it to be airy fairy. And I've had the training because I work with all the doctors. And mm -hmm. so um, that's been amazing to help them evolve. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm guessing there's a, a level of work that the person needs to do, right? That's almost like common sense, but not really. I mean, when someone loses a loved one, I've lost a couple and I've gone through therapy. I've gone through all sorts of different things. I've seen a psychic. Um, a lot of where people get stuck is because they want to believe something and that can give them, they feel that that can give them closure. But in my opinion, I'm almost thinking that probably a lot of the work you do is not necessarily, and maybe it is, I could be wrong, hearing from, you know, what you think is the loved one in the background, but it's more the work the person is doing to get through that and to really understand it. I mean, clarify. Okay. Kind of what if that. someone had a secret that there's no one knew it? Mm -hmm. And let's say I get a download on that. That's kind of like, well, how'd you know that? Right. So it, it again, it comes through the evidence uh, of of what they're dealing with, and and that's always a wonderful journey because it, I'm so um, in awe of it myself mm -hmm. to be able to help and be able to say, well, you're, you know, like 
so I work with people who have problems having babies and um, I will say, you know, the baby doesn't want to come because there's some trauma and you're afraid of being a mother, right? If they go to all the doctors, they can't figure out why they can't get pregnant. We clear the trauma. We work on it, clear the issues. And then the baby is born. Okay. There's another evidence of that. So I've had a lot of that or working with people who want relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't understand why they can't meet someone. Mm -hmm. Well, looking at the energy piece where you're kind of stuck on an energy cord, that's another part of my work, the energy. You think you could divorce somebody, right? You think you divorced to someone, maybe someone died. Mm-hmm. And or even the office and you sign the papers, but you still can't meet someone. That's because there's an energy piece. You're really corded to that person and you've got to cut the cords because they'll be like a ghost kind of following you. And you'll be wondering, why can't I've done all the work? Why can't I meet someone? So I like to do the energy piece. And it's really an important thing. That's one of the reasons I like to do media. I like to educate people about the energy of things. Right. Okay. So I've never thought about that. That's actually really interesting. Um, I've always thought that people, I can use myself as an example. Um, I've been single for quite a while and I'm always like, what the hell, where is he? Cause I'm over here, you know, right. but I keep thinking, well, it maybe isn't the right time or I need to work on some things of my <laughs> own or whatever it is. But I think what you're saying is really interesting that there can be energies that are preventing you from moving forward. Right. I would have you scan your body, kind of very simply take a flashlight inside your body Mm -hmm. and kind of see a cord. And people have no problem doing that. I say, Mm -hmm. where do you feel a cord? They always find it. And I say, okay, and where is it attached? And sometimes it's the loved one who passed. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to really like end it there. Right. You know, like say, you know, I'm, Uh, this is where I'm tied to you. And, you know, you can use like an imaginary scissor or sometimes an ax, (laughs) depending on what the issue is. And then you end it there. That's real closure. And then you find out that the loved one really wants you to move on too. Right. And that's very helpful. Right. Right. So what do you do at seasons with these people that, so this is, that's a rehab for people with addictions, correct? all kinds of addiction. We have mental health, Mm -hmm. every problem you could imagine, especially during COVID. We've had a lot of doctors check in and oh wow, yeah, pilots, psychiatrists. So you have a different method than going in and just addressing the addiction itself um, and where you're looking more at where that stems from, what the trauma might be that has caused the addiction and how to let that go. Like, tell me exactly what you're doing there and how you're helping your patients. Well, I call it the root of the root. Mm -hmm. We have to track where the trauma began and where you left yourself, right? Because in therapy, we could talk about the trauma, right? Yeah. But the hard? Sorry to interrupt you, but is it hard for a lot of these people to actually find where the trauma started? No, because I help them. I help them. We track it. Mm -hmm. We track it. There's, I can make up exercises where to go, you know, go back in time, find the place where you were criticized and you started to criticize yourself. That's what I call a soul wound. Mm. And that's the piece that's really exciting in healing. Cause if you can get that piece, you're good to go. So where you left yourself, where you abandoned yourself, I say, it's not what people do to us. That's the problem, but what we do to ourselves because of it, it's where we divided. I call it a soul 
twist, Mm. right? So, yeah. The holidays are here, which is perfect timing for today's sponsor, OneSkin. Whether or not you're traveling or hosting this year, OneSkin is your best defense against all the holiday stresses that can cause your skin to look well, let's just say older and tired. I've been using One Skin for a while and I just fell in love with their products. It's literally changed my skin. I've been using it for about a month and a half now and I'm getting compliments on how good and awake and colorful my skin looks. They're powered by the groundbreaking peptide OS1, which is the first ingredient scientifically proven to prevent accumulation of aged cells, the primary culprit behind skin aging. The real magic OS1 has actually been proven in the lab to reduce the biological age of skin by several years, meaning it not only prevents, but it slows down skin aging, leaving you with healthier, more hydrated and glowing skin. And it's just in time for gift giving season. One Skin has launched their mini bundles, which include face and eye topical supplement, body lotion, and a cleanser, which all comes in a cute travel bag. If you have a trip planned, you've got to pack One Skin's mini skincare essentials. And if you're gifting this holiday season, One Skin's mini bundles are the perfect stocking stuffers. And now for a limited time, our listeners can enjoy 15% off One Skin products using the code understood when you check out at oneskin.co. That's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O. This holiday season, give yourself and your loved ones a head start on New Year's resolutions to swap your skincare for skin longevity because with one skin, it's not about a temporary result. It's about getting to the root of aging skin and leaving it healthier. So I ordered this uh, mini bundle and I'm telling you, I was saving it for a trip because I'm going to France for the holiday and I actually opened it all and started using it. So I'm going to have to buy a whole nother mini bundle for my trip. Um, everything in there is amazing. The body lotion, which I had not tried before is fantastic. I'm actually going to be buying the larger, um, option for that because I've almost used all of it. I use it all up. It's so good. The cleanser feels amazing. The eye supple, the eye topical supplement and the face um, cream is so good. I use it twice a day. And as I said, I'm getting compliments left and right. People want to know why my skin looks like it's glowing. So One Skin, which is the world's first skin longevity company, is addressing skin and health at a molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging. So your skin feels and appears younger. Let's not forget that. It's time to start uh, with a new face, eye and body routine at a discounted rate today. New customers get 15% off with code understood at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code understood. The new year is approaching guys. Now is the best time to invest in your skin. Age healthy with one skin. Wow. And how, you know, I think what's hardest about it, you know, sometimes it takes a while to find exactly what point in your life something began to change. And then there could be a number of different points for different people. But, you know, I think the hardest thing is really letting go for the most part. I mean, they've, they've lived their whole life with this inside of them. They've probably done some therapy in the past or maybe not. But um, for me, I, I think like I can acknowledge different things in my life that where I, you know, I'm just thinking as you're talking, what happened to me and how old I was and what happened, but like, how do you tangibly let something go? Well, let's just say we do an exercise, right? You can call it hypnotherapy. You know, I don't get stuck in words. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, use your imagination and take you and I'll snap my finger. Where did you lose yourself? You'll be able to see it. No, everybody does. Mm -hmm. And then it'll be, I'll say, how old are you? And you'll say maybe three or four. 
you might not have realized it happened that young. Mm. And that's the piece where in your soul where you left yourself. It's a very damaging thing to do, to leave mm-hmm. yourself. And you almost have to do a soul retrieval and 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 call yourself back from that place. And 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 when that happens and you're not divided anymore, you really understand what happened to you in the whole journey. So mm-hmm. um for me, it's about who you are without the story, right? Right. We get so freaking stuck in the story and um, enlightenment and joy and who we really are is our natural birthright. Mm -hmm. So bringing that back to um, who you are um, helps addicts with guilt, which Mm -hmm. I really am against the guilt uh, that and and the religiosity that's a whole nother issue of mm-hmm. why people suffer in you so every addiction would be heal the soul heal the addiction which would be the deeper piece of the division in yourself and it's so powerful because you know sometimes we could have terrible things happen to us and we really want to know why yeah i mean i don't think a therapist would would really be able to look higher at the karma Mm-hmm. Right. But that's what everyone needs to know. Why do I keep getting into this situation? Right. So think of it that, you know, from a this is not all there is. I mean, come on. Mm. You know, this is not all there is. Yeah. So, you know, let's I think of it like, well, let's say you signed up for um, classes in college. Well, mm. you signed up classes in earth school and you don't realize the challenges that you set up on your path. So when you understand that you could begin to stop suffering and blaming people. Right. You see, it happens with love too. Right. So, but in part of this work, I mean, I feel like I've done a lot of work and a lot of it is to take responsibility and not feel that things have happened to you, but you've probably walked the line, you know, where you've caused some of it, you know, like made wrong turns um, and and it's affected, you know, everyone makes mistakes and then kind of lives in that, um, guilt and and um, can't move on from that. So are you saying that people should realize that sometimes these things happen um, and it's not their fault and they should look at well, how to make a different turn? See, Rachel, I think with you, um, because I, you know, I really respect you and I, you know, I looked at some of the things that you've done and I think you set up a lot of stuff so that you would become a champion. Hmm. I think you went through a lot um, so that you would um, be able to transform it. So if I look deeper in a past life, I would say that you left yourself in a past life. You were maybe mad at yourself because you weren't true to yourself. Uh, maybe the society, maybe the people and whatever that was lifetime. You So you set it up that you weren't going to do that again in this lifetime. I'm just giving a hypothetical. So then mm-hmm. you'd have all this trauma that you'd you'd be going on. And that would be the reason for it, that you really wanted to overcome what the hell people said. Like, right. who, you know what I mean? That's what it is. Who cares? Right. And that's an important thing, even doing this work. You know, right. we all we all have to stop caring what people think. And I think that you've done that. Yeah. I think you've done that. Anyway, as I tuned in a little bit, I I, I got that. And um, so um, I think that interesting with all the work that you've done, this is just, again, another piece to it. Mm-hmm. You've succeeded. Really, you really have. 
That's interesting that you say that. Time to move on now and go get the fruits of your labor because on a soul level, nothing really got you, even though it seemed that way. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. um, Yeah. That kind of hit me in my gut. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, (laughs) well, the other thing, I don't know if you want me to say, because I I do this fast. I couldn't really spend a lot of time on it, Um, but also... Just to let you know that you're a rebel, and I think um, there was something that had to do with contracts and being boxed in, and every time there's something there, you don't want it. You leave at the last second any contract. That is true. So I wanted, if I had time, I would want to look at that because I find that so interesting. And I don't know that much about you, but that really hit me in my download. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. So let's go back for a second. How did you, because I know you're a New Yorker, you sound like a New Yorker. Um, how did you even get into this? How did you um, find that this is the path that you wanted to take um, so you felt fulfilled? Well, I started out, um, you know, um, I've always done acting, performing. Um, I worked in a clothing store and um, I really was amazed at how women felt about themselves. It really got to me you know, Mm -hmm. how much they didn't like themselves. So I thought I'm going to do something about it. So I created a show called Real Women, Positive Role Models for Women. Mm -hmm. And then after that, people started bringing their friends and they started, I've always been on a healing thing to become my best self. So Mm -hmm. that was just, it was just a natural to pass it on. And then after that, I did an experiment and I said, okay, you know, God lead me to doing this work the way that you want me to. And I did an experiment. I let go. And then I got a phone call and I ended up working in the rehabs. And it was like that. It was a surrender to it. Yeah. And that's what I recommend with people when they want to find their life purpose, surrender to it, let it come to you. That's such good advice because I think people don't even realize that they're struggling to find purpose. But what I found is without purpose, you're on a constant state of you know, uh, unfamiliar territory. You can't figure out why you can't get happy or you can't make things happen. And when you find a purpose, everything seems so much easier. Everything seems like it's not work. It's um, what you're meant to do. And um, everything tends to come more natural and it's not a constant fight or swimming, you know, uh, the opposite direction. So I, I think finding your purpose is the hardest thing, but then once you find it, your life tends to get a lot easier in my opinion. Yes. It's the life-saving button. I call it, you know, everybody else could leave you, but if you have your life purpose, you really have something to hold on to. Yeah. So I want to ask you about, so one more thing about the um, working in seasons. Do you find that people are struggling with love addiction still? I I did a lot of work myself in love addiction. And I found that I believe um, a lot of the root of where a lot of problems come from are relationships with yourself, with others, um, mistaking intensity for love, um, getting into the wrong um, toxic situations that make it hard for you to survive. What are your thoughts on that? It always comes down to relationships. Mm -hmm. So you might be coming in with a drug addiction or trauma, but then again, we end up at relationships. Yeah. You make some, some really good points. So it's just like any addiction. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to do the deeper work on yourself. Because if you don't take care of your issue, you'll marry it. Yeah. I mean, you know, really. So it's, again, a deeper thing about 
what's going on that you would attract someone who's mean to you or doesn't treat you well. So no matter what the addiction, it's kind of all the same. Um, Love addiction is, um, you know, kind of, uh, I guess you could say since COVID, it's it's more than ever. You know, people are really suffering a lot and what's happening in the world. Um, So I really um, have found, um, I call it the spiritual science of love, which Mm -hmm. is if you do certain things, you will have it. If you do the healing, if you track and you understand deeply, you know, that if you don't heal with this person, you're only going to have the same one over and over again. So I've kind of made this system. Mm. And um, if you do it, you will have great love. So yes, love addiction is a, a deep problem of the soul. Yeah. And and obviously, if you don't get the help and deal with those issues, you will continue that pattern and pick the wrong person because you're constantly picking that same person to try and, you know, get a different result, which technically would never happen because you haven't gotten over it. Right. I mean, that's my, yes, my experience with it. Um, I had somebody, I'm sorry. It's a lot about self-esteem. It really is basically that's the So Isn't love it, ourselves. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting to me that we all look back on where things happened in our life that where we all kind of went sideways and it tends to be our childhood relationships we had with our parents or things that happened in our childhood. And that's always, I mean, it's definitely for me, very true, but as a single mother that has an 11 year old, I'm constantly trying to make sure that I'm not recreating that, that she feels like she's in a safe place, but it is so hard to not have these big traumas when you're a child. And sometimes some of the things that, you know, you probably say as an adult, you don't even realize how they're going to live with something that happened or you said, and 20 years from now, she's going to be dealing with it in therapy. And I don't even, it hasn't registered. So for me, having a, a child, I'm constantly replaying my own childhood to see if I can make hers better, you know? Right. And again, from a soul level, we mm-hmm. travel in groups. So your daughter is here to kind of, you know, heal some of the things that you've also had problems with. It's just an interesting perspective about how we travel with people. And then to also look at what you came in with that mm-hmm. you wanted to overcome. Right. So we're all supposed to get back to that place. So, and then we take the journey and then we have children and we get so, um, hooked into, you know, making sure they're okay. But there's the Gabron poem, your children are not your children. You know, that beautiful poem. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Because Gabron, your children yeah. really don't belong to you. And there's so much guilt. I, I always say when they give you the baby, they also give you the baggage of guilt. Mm. And you kind of have to go, you know, the karma with the child. So yeah. it's very important if you could understand also the rules of the game, the manual on how to have a child. Okay. You know what are I the mean? rules like, of the game? The rules is that they're going to go through a lot of the things, but if you heal it, if you heal it, you kind of stop it ancestrally, mm. backwards and forwards. So again, it comes back to everyone's in their own classroom and has to do the healing, right? And the yeah. greatest thing you could do for your child is to be the best that you can be. It's so inspiring. And that yeah. kind of does it itself, you know? Yeah. See, You've spoken a couple times about karma. What are your thoughts on karma? Well, um, I, again, it's it's New York real. You might not believe in it, right? 
But then again, you go, well, I keep meeting the same guy over and over again. Okay, what's that about, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a deeper issue of, again, what you're here to heal. So I would say karma is anything that feels Shakespearean Mm -hmm. and intense. Mm -hmm. And you might have an experience where, I don't know if you've had this, where you met someone, you go right away like, oh, my God, I feel like I know them. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. That of course those we all kind have of things of karma or you could go to a place. Some people have it through a location. They go, it's so weird. I feel like I've been here before. Mm-hmm. These are all the signs that you you've you've done, you know, you've been there and something happened. And mm-hmm. so if you could be uh, an alchemist, someone who could see higher, you'd be able to help someone chart a story. Um you know, and it's karma. It could be, I once had a couple and uh, we were working on deeper issues and it ended up, um, he had karma with her father. Hmm. Good karma or bad father. Karma? He was, there was some story in the church in a past life and he was really um, kind of hooked into the dad. That's why they met. It's interesting, the stories and the puzzles of why you meet someone. So karma would be the higher story. You know, Edgar Casey, one of the greatest psychics of all time, used to give people the download on why they were together and what they were finishing up by meeting. You know, wow. I mean, I have a, I have a client. She's Catholic. She fell in love with a very religious Jewish guy. I mean, none of it really made sense. Mm. And they had this story uh, uh, from the past where, you know, they left each other. So there was a very intense meeting. And uh, anyway, we had to work on that level in order for it to heal. What would your um, system for finding love be? Because I think right now there are so many people getting out of bad relationships from COVID still, or that are just searching for love because they haven't found it for a long time. They've been isolated or whatever their personal issues are. Um, Dating apps work for some people, don't work for others. It's really hard to meet people. And then to meet the right person is extremely hard. What would your thoughts be on that? Okay, so you almost have to do, you have to heal and Mm -hmm. make sure you've healed absolutely everything so you don't bring baggage to the relationship and when you say heal like tell our listeners what that exactly means you mean just be in a really good place where you feel like you are available and open for no you do the investigative reporting (laughs) okay okay so you like track everything as a mirror so you look at all your relationships, you could track them. What, where are they the same? What do I end up doing in the middle of all of it? You know, what do I end up saying to them? That's a very deep piece right there to okay. stopping that pattern. So you have to be able to look at that and use every relationship you've been in mm-hmm. as investigative stuff, <laughs> you know, use everybody and see what it is that's the same Okay. Okay. And so you track, you do that work and you kind of, it's all a mirror, right? For you to mm-hmm. look at what it, what you know, I need to learn through these relationships. So you track that and you make sure you're clear. So you're not a victim and you're not blaming this person did this to me. Mm-hmm. So it's about the question, not what they did to me, but what I need to see in myself. Okay. Right. So that means you are on the journey and you say to the universe, I'm ready and brave enough to heal everything. That means you might, let's say you you were with narcissists, and on the journey, you might now meet the next narcissist. You almost have to surrender and go through what's next and be able to see it as, okay, I'm healing this. 
this Wait, is what stop because okay? this is very I'm I, I get this I only date narcissists I think so I don't want to date a narcissist but sometimes I'll I'll feel like that's what I'm attracted to because narcissists have this personality where they get it and I'm an A-type personality and I'm like the man in my and the woman in my own life. I take care of everything and I want to find a really strong man. Minus the qualities of being a total dick and cheating <laughs> or, or you know what I'm saying? And it's really hard to find that, but I tend to be attracted to narcissists. Okay. So that would be, uh, okay. That would be, how's your intuition? And are the, you have to be able to listen to the little poke. Okay. The signs are always there. Mm. They're always there. Yeah. At the beginning. Right. It's the small things. And if you ignore it, you're in trouble. And you say signs, that's the same as red flags. Is that what you mean? Signs, red flags, your heart knows the truth. Oh Mm. my God, you know it. And if you stay one second longer, that's on you. Right. So then it becomes why, what do you, what is it? And so if you, do you know it when you, do you get it right away? If you're dating someone, you go, "Uh uh-oh, do you go, "Uh uh-oh? Yeah. Right away. Okay. Time to go. You just excuse yourself. Which is why I'm single because I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit of a shredder because I don't give people a lot of leeway anymore. You know, I think Um, that's good, Rachel, because mm -hmm. one of the things, if you've ever feng shui, did you ever feng shui your house? You know, people talk to me about that a lot. I'm not well, really... Well, that's just clearing everything. In, yeah. You know, it's it's incredible. They pay a yeah. lot for it in China. It's it's, okay. a, it's a thing. I've had someone do it for me as a gift. It really works. But it's okay. like, you know, you're feng shuiing everything. I think it's really good that you're in this empty space because you need to be all alone. Mm. And, to, and it's a launching pad almost of being in this space. You're not with someone and just just to be with someone. So you kind of have to go through, I'll no longer take crumbs and I'll honor the space and time mm-hmm. that I'm single because it's really good to calm down and take the space. Yeah, I that? like what you're saying. I, th- yes. I think a lot of people are scared to be alone. Um, I'm not necessarily, I'm not necessarily scared to be alone. I'm starting to get scared that I'm set in my ways. So I am not open to even being with anyone. I don't want to be that person that gets stuck alone because I just choose to become a recluse. So so another part of my system would be after you've done the work, which it sounds like you have, you've Mm got to use some energy of magnetizing it to you. I met my husband this way Mm -hmm. on a fluke. You know, I heard this little voice go on plentyoffish.com. So I heard, uh, and you have to, so you have to do the work and then you have to give it to a divine matchmaker. Mm. Okay, you have to honor that you did the work. You have to honor that you're not going with any more narcissists. And then you have to do some spiritual work, which is to let go and say kind of a prayer or whatever. I'm now open. I'm going to allow you to bring him to me and let the universe do it and get out of the way. Wow. You see, there's okay. so much about energy. What do you think prayer is? Healing energy. Um, we we have it. We have this ability to send healing energy. We have the ability to manifest our lives. We just have to be able to understand that. So if you've done all the work, you've got to let go. And, and that's what happened with me. And then I said, okay, and heard a voice. And it led me to this stupid app. <laughs> and there it was, and he, and it, it's, it, it was just uh, unbelievable how similar he is, and how we've been at the same place at the same time. And he's very spiritual. 
But that's mm. how it is. There is a magic to it. Mm-hmm. And I have helped people find their soulmates. For example, yeah. can I give you an example? Okay. Of course. I have a client who I helped her through the divorce. And then she said, oh, I met someone. I know. I knew her, the problems with the ex. And I said, oh, my God, this is just exactly the same guy. And she kind of knew it, too. And she was very attractive and everything. I said, right now, go text him and tell him you're not going to see him. End it right now. End it. Come on. Just take this experiment. She did it. She did it. Mm -hmm. She went on a plane the next week to Croatia, and she met her guy on the plane. Wow. That's how it works. That's how that's interesting. You're saying that it was important for her to end that because had she not, she would have never had the ability to even see this person that she was going to meet on the plane. It was the same guy, the same pattern, and she Mm -hmm. knew it. Yeah. So manifestation is a thing. Yeah. We manifest our lives, Right. right? And so it's important to teach people. I teach a class on manifestation. You know, you write down what you want, and then, then you become that list. Right. You see? Okay, so talk to me a little bit about this, because I've always been interested in manifestation. You see people do little TikTok things where they're like putting, <laughs> putting stickums or whatever on their, on their mirror in their bathroom, and they're like, I am beautiful, I am loving, or whatever. Talk, give me some tips on how people can start manifesting a better life today. Okay. Well, first of all, it is not about affirmations. I don't know if they work. It's deeper (laughs) than that. It really is. You can't just say, I, you know what I mean? You have to go inside again, like clear all the X's, Mm -hmm. make sure there's no hooks to any of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you have to put yourself in a space of such self-love and you got to make some new boundaries. You got to make some laws. I will, I vow to never take crumbs, you Mm -hmm. see? So you go through that self-esteem thing. And then you say the prayer I'm now letting go, show me the way. And then you just, oh, and another thing is you you let go of all negativity. How many single women there are in the world? world, It's bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It really is. And how women don't understand men, it drives me crazy because I work with them in healing. They're so, I'll I'll, I'll reframe this. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of work to be done on their insecurity. So, Mm. Um, so, so working on the self-love has to do with personal boundaries of what you will no longer accept. And you will also accept being alone because it's a new way of looking at it, a new perspective. Right. I'll be alone. So important. Right. Yeah. And then Um, go. go And then you kind of I I could okay, what I I could, like I said, come up with like new ideas all the time. I would say, close your eyes and imagine now I'm calling out to my soulmate and let the soulmate, the energy, allow the soulmate to come. Just imagine a presence and say to the soulmate, what do I need to do to bring you closer? And wait till you hear your intuition, the answer, and then you'll get a really profound answer. And then let's say the person says, love yourself, believe in it. Okay, make that adjustment, see if they move closer. Mm. And then do it again until they're absolutely right in your field. And there they are. So you've created it by magnetizing it to you. Wow, I love this. I can't wait to try this later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. 
So how do you attract your soulmate? Is this what you're talking about? Having these yes. kind of conversations? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And no, let go, let go. If you've done the work, let go. And but just if, make it just... You, if ahead. you're trying to attract soulmates, I mean, you said you met your husband on an app. So can you still find your soulmate on an app? Or do you feel like you have to just walk a straight line and hope that somebody runs into you at the supermarket? I well, mean, let's just say I hire someone who's who who will help me, right? Mm-hmm. Except it happens to be like a higher force. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let them do it for me, right? right? So I'll go on the apps and go through it and not worry about it. Go know that I'm being led and not care who they are, what they're doing. Who cares what other people are doing? And I then, see what you're saying. So yeah. So it's on. like, it doesn't matter what you do because no. eventually you will come to find that person. If it's on an app, if it's at the supermarket, if it's at the gym, because you're trying all these things, but you're bringing it to you. So it'll yes. come. Things come out of the blue. Yeah. That's the best way to manifest. Yeah. Get out of the way and stop controlling everything. And what do we do with our mind? We think horrible thoughts. I'm mm. not ready. I keep trying. It never works for me. No, spiritual energy is opposite of that. You let go and get out of the way. Stop right. trying to control it. And to raise up your energy field, right? Let's say, and to keep it high. Really get high in a way, you know, yeah. keep it high vibrational and then everything will rise to meet you. Don't go down where mm-hmm. people aren't of your level. Mm-hmm. Stay high and know it'll come. It always does. I, I think what you're saying is so uh, interesting because so many people get wrapped up in, you know, looking for things and getting really down on themselves because they haven't found it and really struggling to um, kind of be someone that they're not to get to a level you know, to think that they're attracting somebody that maybe they're not worth. And what you're saying is really just be, do the work, be okay in yourself and you will find someone um, because it will appear to you much more clearer. Um, yes. And it could be on an app and it could be anywhere else. Well, it's the energy of love. If you're in, if you're involved in life and you love life and you're in that high energy field of yourself, mm-hmm. that's a magnetizing force. Mm-hmm. There's no need in it. There's none of that crap of the way we think. You're just living high in that force. That's very attractive when the attention is on your bliss and what you're meant to do. Yeah. And then you let go. So it's kind of like a, a, a faith in a way, or an, I would call it more a knowing of mm. how it works. If you yeah. stay on that, it will come to you. Just like if you track your life and you look at all the good things that have happened, even though the bad things, there's evidence right there. So just make some changes of negative thinking and be kinder to yourself. People are really, they go like this, you know, they slap themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that's terrible to do. And it's spiritually very damaging to be mean to yourself and critical of yourself. Right, right. It'll It'll stop manifestation. I want to ask you about dating and relationships over 40. Um, first of all, I think there's a lot of people that are getting divorced by that point in their lives. And they're they're hesitant to get divorced because they are scared of who they are without this person that, by the way, is either so toxic or doesn't love them and, you know, puts them in a space that's they're not their best. So I think they're scared of the unknown, but also as someone who is in their forties, it's really hard. I mean, I think there's like, you know, some sort of saying that it's easier to get kidnapped by terrorists than it is to get remarried after you're 40, but 
Um, you know, in my opinion, I think you know yourself better. Um, you can you can make better, um, you know, you can have better boundaries. You can figure out life a little better because you're not changing. Um, but but again, as I said before, people are really stuck in their ways. So what are your thoughts on dating over? Well, over? that's a belief system. I don't know if it's true. Mm-hmm. I'm really into people being free of all these conspiracy theories. I would like to call that now for the first time a conspiracy theory. I agree. (laughs) It's bullshit because you true love and soulmate love is such a special thing, right? Mm -hmm. You've heard of twin flames. These are really high loves and you have to do the work Mm -hmm. to to have it. So you need to be older so this whole idea of age is 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 just ridiculous and we we just bought you know the media just all this bullshit about it's they're just it's just not true there's an alchemy to love there's stages to love and it's always makes us to be a better person and to do our work and to become our best selves love will do that for us it's important to look at love as alchemy right. it breaks the heart to let the light in. It cracks open the heart to let the light in. That's what we're doing here. So all the things that have brought us to this point, caterpillar to butterfly, we must honor because the butterfly doesn't care about the caterpillar. (laughs) Fly free. So it's to change a new perspective on love Mm -hmm. and that you're ready. You learned you're not bringing your baggage to the table. That's really huge for true love. So the way to think of it is like, look how fabulous I am. Look at all the healing that I've done. Look at the freedom that I have. And now I'm ready to meet a great love. So stay spiritual. Stay Mm -hmm. in the soul perspective. It's even with addiction. Do you want to look at yourself as an addict? Or do you want to know that you're a light being more than your story? See, it's the same thing. Yeah. Dump all the all the stuff like in a fire. Just take take your belief systems and put them in a fire. Yeah. Well, I also think it's becoming more mainstream that people are starting to believe in love after a certain age. One of the top shows um, right now or, you know, that just ended, but was The Golden Bachelor, which, by the way, I just finished the season finale last night and I was in tears I because I was so happy for them that they seemed. Have you have you watched it? Yes. I've been pitching relationship shows for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was always saying that age group was very important. And I got no's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the men thing too, what men and their issues. It's an untapped thing. So mm-hmm. I'm ecstatic that they have the women were so beautiful on that show and so amazing. And I'm appalled that they didn't have more choices. Yeah. So I'm hoping there's a resource now. Maybe that's my next thing, which is to give these women the respect they deserve and not all fight over one man. So yeah. good things yeah, in it, but but very that's bad. True. And yeah. and but what I thought was great about the women is that they didn't just find women who were in their late 60s, early 70s, who had had a ton of plastic surgery, who looked young for their age. It wasn't about that. It was about people who are really on a mission to find their true love. And it was all shape sizes. Yes. Um, and, you know, and even though the ages may have been kind of all over the place, he didn't pick someone that was too young. He picked somebody who he got a, had a real connection with. And at the very end, you think he's going to go with someone who's, um, you know, a little bit more physically 
physically fit and, um, you know, makes them laugh, but he picked somebody who, um, it resonated with him that they both had lost their, the love of their life that they had been high school sweethearts with after 45 years of marriage. And that gave them each other kind of, it made them really have this bond of like, they've been through this and now I can have someone for the rest of my life. Cause well, television is catching up. It's about Mm -hmm. freaking time because that is what's real out there. Right. You know, we, we over 40 is great. It's a great time to find love and we need more of that to be planted into the media and then maybe it'll begin to change. I want to talk a little bit about love after death. I do have a couple people that have a lot of people that reach out to me that have gone through a a, a trauma where they've lost a um, a loved one after many years of marriage, a boyfriend, um, even a fiance. Um, I lost my fiance when I was twenty six, and it and it totally changed my life. Um, and I still, you know, for me, who's someone who's forty eight, it's seared in my bones. You know, it's something that I do not get over just talking about. It makes me want to cry because it was something that like affected me in a way that I will always be affected. Um, finding love after you've lost someone is really tricky because I think a lot of people idolize someone. It's the same thing with parents, right? You know, my father also died. So, um, you kind of have this love for a male figure or a past love that you've had and and you compare them a lot. So what advice would you give for people that are looking for love after they've lost someone? Well, there's so much you just said, Rachel, it has to do with maybe the fear that they're bringing to that they'll lose it, the love again. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing that needs to be worked on. Cause if you lost a love like that, you almost don't want to go in it again. Because, right. You know that, um, but that has to be healed. There's issues around death that needs to be dealt with, which is, you know, sometimes you have to see if the person gives you permission. You know, you feel that bad about moving on. Right. So um, I, I just want to ask you something. Do you ever get have dreams about him? Does he come um, in your dreams? Do you ever feel him around you? No, very infrequently because the dreams that I think surround me are more, you know, I think my struggle a lot was whether or not someone chose to leave me. And so I, I, you know, which is a very odd thing to say, cause I lost, you know, my dad and my fiance in tragic ways. But I think that there's some sort of feeling inside that, um, you know, the, the, the dreams that I've had is that they're still alive somewhere, you know, and they're Do just, you have a fear that if you fall in love again with somebody really amazing, they will die or leave you. I think I had that for a long time. I, I, I think I sabotage relationships that I'm in and I either don't choose available people or I, I end things or I sabotage things before it goes to the end nth degree, you know, because I'm nervous that I'm putting all my eggs in one basket and, um, I will be devastated and, and won't be able to, survive but you know i've gotten to a point where i can survive anything because i've been through some major tragedies so i i harden myself to feel like i don't need this person okay Um, i I just got chills when you were speaking i that means it hit me really hard about the issue which is to really work for you on um opening the gate like in other words the fear that someone would die Mm -hmm. is really the block not narcissists 
Hmm. See, so if you get that and you open up and you let people die, you almost have to go the opposite. Like I, even if I have love, like for a week or a month, it, it's true love. Like you have to almost come to some peace about death and that, because you've been kind of dating people who you couldn't be with. So you wouldn't have to go through that trauma again. Right. And if you get that piece, the door will open. Hmm. Right. Okay. The fear yeah. of them leaving. That's it's so huge. I'm I got chills all over my body. <laughs> like I really I'm so excited for you, seriously, because I this happens sometimes when I feel someone's making, I feel that that's it. Yeah. I feel that coming to terms with death and losing is your way in and your and your soulmates right there. It's not narcissists, it's that. So in answer to your question, back to that is yes. we gotta get down with what death is. You know what death is. What what happens when we die? Is it over? And 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 sometimes working as a medium and being able to tap in and 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 tune into what they're doing and what they're mm -hmm. saying and have conversations is another way to kind of like as if you would do it in a therapy office, right? Or you know something or have a conversation, but now you're doing it on the other side. So. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we actually have a show in the process called Dating After Death, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is which is a, dealing with this subject because it's so fascinating and people never talk about death, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, we all go through it. Mm -hmm. So um, it's important to clear these issues that are just really specific to death. Yeah. You know, fear of someone else dying is, is what's going on. So, so it's the fear of someone dying maybe for me, but I think for some people they get stuck in feeling like they're just never going to find that person again. So they shut themselves off to love and just don't ever, you know, kind of let themselves have it again, or they're too busy comparing people, um, to the person they lost. Don't you think that that can create a lot of issues with people who may be right for them, but they just almost won't give them a chance because they feel like they're still in a relationship, not because that person will let them go, but they kind of don't want to get over it. They still well, want to Well, I think it's person. fear. I think as you were talking, I was getting like, it's fear. Mm. You know, there's so much fear there and you have to clear the fear. Yeah. You know, it all comes down to that fear is a block. Yeah. So you have to kind of investigate. It would be personal to each person. Like, what, why can't you move on? You know, yeah. it's a personal thing. Like you'd have to be very individual about it. You know, what is it about that? The other thing with death, which is it's bad alone to have the grief, but if you didn't take care of some of the issues, that's hell because right. it's still lingering. Right. Meaning so you not, didn't, you, you feel know, you didn't have closure is what you're you saying. Didn't, you didn't take care of something. You didn't yeah. say something you needed to say, or, you know, maybe you cheated on the person and you feel guilty. There's always issues around grief. That's really heavy. That makes grief a million times worse. Right. So you got to get those issues and deal with them. Um, the world right now is going through a lot of trauma and grief. Um, and you, I've seen on your Instagram that you've talked a lot about that and like how, um, what are some things we can do to be positive or feel better, feel safer? Um, can you talk about that? I'm so glad you brought that up because it's everywhere. That's what people yeah. are really, it's very relevant, this question, because people everywhere are having this problem, right? Mm -hmm. How can I be happy when they're there's war going on? Mm -hmm. So it's very important, again, to know the higher level of this. Um, it's it's alchemy. We're in a time period right now where all the stuff is coming up. 
Mm. We have to understand that's a process of healing. You know, this has been predicted kind of the age of Aquarius. You've heard that. Like, these are very intense times. Come on, we've all lived it. COVID or, you know, politics. That's because it's an opportunity on the other side of it. it you, you, the alchemy means you break eggs to make an omelet. We all have to kind of break. We all have to wake up. This is an opportunity and an invitation to ascend. It's like when somebody comes in with a drug problem. Guess what? On your knees, you can look up. That's mm-hmm. how it works. We do not learn unless we have pain. It's just true. We get too spoiled, too complacent, too lazy. So in the world individually and globally, we are all going through alchemy, which is we've got to wake up and we've got to become better people, more evolved. So Mm. in answer to your question, how can you take this personally, become a better person, use the suffering of other people to look at what's really important, not knock off all the superficial stuff and really get down to what's important and become a better person, like be the change you want to see in the world. Take it mm-hmm. personally. See how you can help someone who's right in front of you. Look, I can't go to Israel. I'm Jewish. I feel it intensely. But... I can help people that are right in front of me. And that's an important thing to feel good. How could you yeah. become a better person and use it for yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and it's also so- to keep neutral to it and mm-hmm. don't let it seep into your cells. You know, energetically, we pick up energy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times anxiety and depression is energy. There's too much energy. And I like to teach people how to have a shield so they don't suck it into their bodies like a sponge and go to the doctor and say, could I have some medicine? Yeah. So, um, it's so interesting what you're talking about because you've mentioned Cahil Gabron, who's somebody that I love um, and I love his poetry and his writings. Um, but you are talking about feeling and you have to feel the pain. Um, and I have a, a tattoo down my back and it says, um, without pain, happiness has no meaning. And I truly believe it's okay. Um, and it, it's important to see the the hard times and go through them to be able to feel the good times. So I totally get um, what you're saying. Well, um, it's so that. beautiful that you have that on your back. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. And the fact that it would be on your spine, because that's the place of uh, enlightenment, you know, the spine. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I don't That's know why there's the caduceus, the caduceus, you know, uh-huh. in, in, in medicine. Those are two snakes. This is the uh-huh. snake. It's the energy of enlightenment. And it comes through the spine. So how amazing that you put that on your back. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's great that you did that. And it's just so true. And to be able to go on the complete journey, crucified, you know, to resurrection, <laughs> you know, that's the way it works. You know, and there's also stages of love. Like I help a lot of people before they get married. And I'm like, where do you, where do you think we're Cinderella here? It's going to be happily ever after. It's going to be freaking madness. Right. And you understand that. So when it happens, you get to like, stage one is the blindness. Mm -hmm. Stage two, the problems. Uh Uh-oh. You go, uh uh-oh. You get out of the honeymoon stage. And stage three is you, is the real problems. Are you going to stay? What are you going to do? 
Right. And then four would be, are you going to heal? And then five is true love because you got to go through those stages. Right. And what you're saying is so true because some people bow out when it gets hard without realizing, but actually that's normal. And it's something you have to go through because it'll bring you a better bond, but also it'll help you understand yourself better. And it's kind of you, as you learn, as you get older, who you are when you're, you know, facing really tough times is how you measure whether or not you can be with that person, you know, um, how someone fights, how they deal with you when you're not your best, you know, that's how you decide if you want to be with someone, um, yes. you know, just as a, as opposed to someone who just makes you feel good and happy and, you know, enables you in, in just the, the good parts of your life. It has to be someone you can be compatible with when it's really bad. Um, so, uh, I think getting through that is, is normal and people forget that it is normal. Yes. And to prepare people, guess what? Mm-hmm. You're going to hit some really rough phases. That's part of it. Can you hold on and get Mm -hmm. through it? Because you're perfecting your soul through each other. Yeah. You're making the diamond by hitting each other. You see? So if you understand the process, maybe you won't suffer so much. Right. Um, I think a lot of people will be interested to be in touch with you um, and connect with you. So where could people find you if they want to reach out? Well, I have... Thank you so much for asking. AudreyHope.com and at the Audrey Hope on Instagram is good. And then I have a YouTube where I've tried for years, put little nuggets in. Someone needs some help on relationships. And that's um, Audrey Hope now on YouTube. And I've been doing that for years. Amazing. And do you read your DMs if people uh, email you or DM you? Yes, yes. Okay, so they can reach out to you. And lastly, I just have a quick question. You mentioned you had a show, um, Real One... Uh, real women. Uh, are there certain women right now that you would sort of have in mind to be on your show if if you were doing it well, right now? Well, I did that years ago. Now we're actually, you know, pitching relationship shows. Okay. You know, I have one in, that we just filmed on, um, you know, so people can watch and mm-hmm. really get the info um, on, you know, what to do to heal. So it'll right. be kind of involved. So we've got that in progress. We've got two of them um, we're working on right now. So if that happens, that's my dream yeah. to be able to give the information because, you know, working in a, in a rehab, people would watch intervention. To try yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. But they were getting, I'm like, okay, we need to do something about this. If that's where you're trying to get your information. Then that information is really needed. So mm-hmm. we need to do something about that. Right. So anyway, Well, I definitely think what you offer is something that everyone is very curious about. um, And when they get to that point in their lives that they have felt stuck long enough and they want to make a change, you are the type of person that they should reach out to. So thank you so much for being on this show. And I wish you the best. Thank you so much, Rachel. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to Misunderstood. I'm your host, Rachel Yucatel. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating and review. You can support the show by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. Do you have ideas for the show or want to reach out? Email us at info misunderstood podcast at gmail.com. That's spelled M-I-S-S understood. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Misunderstood.